drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown, Detroit Lions, Marvin Jones. Stafford! Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy teams just like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is all about. I'm talking free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds way too complicated for the time you have available? I'm here to tell you, it's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office that it doesn't take any more time than a standard lead. It just requires more strategy. So you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use the promo code KOOLAID, all one word, lowercase, to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on, everybody? We are back, and uh, I hope you guys had an amazing 4th of July. I hope you had fun with family. I hope you checked out some fireworks. I hope you uh, ate a bunch of food that you probably shouldn't have ate. Uh, We're super happy to be back on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, uh, talking some fantasy football. And this is usually where I introduce Chuck, but Chuck is still uh, up north here in Michigan, out with his family and kids and whatnot. So I'm going to do a solo show today, but you guys got to stay tuned to this one. This is going to be something different. You heard it right off the top that we have a new sponsor. So happy to have these guys on board. I've talked about them here on the fantasy show before. And, uh, just want to really dedicate this episode to realitysportsonline.com. Uh, Reality Sports Online is a fantasy platform that's been out probably about five plus years now. I know I've been on it for at least that, I believe, uh, running leagues. And now this last year or two, we've been running those crazy 32-team leagues with all kinds of crazy deep rosters and whatnot. So it's just a great platform. It's uh it's a contract-based platform. We're going to talk all about it today, but it's a it's a league where you can you know balance a real NFL budget, but it doesn't take any more time than your standard league. I've talked a bunch of friends into trying it out. Once they play it, they're like, "Man, we're never going back to those simple like eight, ten, twelve team ESPN leagues or Yahoo." 
Um, they're hooked on Reality Sports Online, RSO, as you'll hear me call it a lot during this uh, podcast. But yeah, man, we're going to talk all about him today. We're going to have him on as a sponsor on not only this show, but uh, the, the Detroit Kool-Aid cast as well. And we hope to, to keep them on. But uh, definitely in the next few weeks, want to promote them and, and have you guys, before you get locked into too many work leagues and all your different fantasy football leagues, you got to go check them out. You got to use that promo code Kool-Aid to get that discount and uh, have some fun with that. So um, before I talk about what we're going to do today, and what we're going to talk about Reality Sports Online, and just got a really good show for you. Um, we have a new uh, Detroit Kool-Aid Studios. I'm sitting here at my desk, and uh, we're trying out all types of things to kind of make the podcast better. You know, we're trying new microphones, new sounds. So if this sounds a little different, you know, we're working on things, but we think we got most of it together. We not only are doing that, kind of working on sound and different things, we have kind of a new soundboard, you know, I'm going to try to drop some sounds and not only some funny sounds and clips that you might like, but maybe some background music from time to time. I mean, if I want kind of at the click of a button, I can drop a little bit of this. A little hypnotized, like I was, you know, Conor McGregor coming out, heading to the octagon, um, you know, once, once I whoop up on like Hughes and like every time I'm, I'm killing Chuck dog on things, I mean, I can hit him with, uh, you know, how I'm feeling, you know, maybe something like this. I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. I mean, as me and Grifker are talking and all types of things, I mean, now I can hit him with the Stafford blast. We're talking about game reviews and the Detroit Lions scoring all these great touchdowns this year. I mean, I can hit, you know, with a little bit of this. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! And when my boy Carrion, who's going to come up in this podcast, uh, is talked about, you know, we can go with this. Carrion, my wayward son! So, like I said, bear with us. You know, there may be times when the sounds either don't work, they're too loud, they don't sound perfect. But uh, we're really going to try to get this down to where it sounds as good as it can for a couple fans that have a microphone trying to give you guys uh, three plus podcasts a week as we're heading closer to NFL season and have a bunch of fun across the board. So with that being said, um, let's go ahead and get one of our sponsors in here. One of our other sponsors that uh, so awesomely always sponsors the podcast and we come back. I'm not only going to tell you all the great things we're talking about today, but we're just going to dive right into it. So we'll be right back right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, everybody, we're back. Now, today, you saw the title of the podcast. It's Derek Oakry, GM of the Detroit Lions on realitysportsonline.com. So um, some of you saw recently, you know, I was fortunate enough to uh, be doing some writing for Lions Wire, actually doing uh, 
some analyst work for Pro Football Focus as well. So I changed my Twitter. Uh, you know, it used to be Detroit underscore Kool-Aid. It was kind of the show account. But uh, with me doing some of those things, I just felt it was best to change it to at Derek Oakry, which is D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. So pretty much just how it sounds there, the short version of Derek. And uh, you can hit me up on Twitter with any kinds of questions, things you want to know, all that type of stuff. Tell us what you love about the show. We love all that. But uh, l- let me get into this right now. So last year, I came up with this idea. I have been doing reality sports online for a while. It's kind of like, you know what would be great is to sort of get as close as you can to being an NFL general manager. So I was like, okay, what can I do that? I can't do that on ESPN. I can't do that on Yahoo or any of these other sites I do. But I do think I can do it on reality sports online. So I thought, okay, create a 32-team league. And then because of the salaries, we can go in and manually kind of use Track and try to get them as close to the NFL as possible. So I, I pitched this idea around, kind of thought about it, kind of put the framework together, and then I bounced it off the big Hughes, who's been on this show, a good buddy of mine. And at first he was like, ah, no, you know, I don't have time, don't want to do that. You know, I explained it to him more. I was like, it's not really going to be much more work once we build it out. It'll be a lot more fun, a lot more trades, a lot more feeling like you own a real NFL team if we do it right. And so sure enough, he thought about it, and he was like, hey, man, let's try this. I think it's a good idea. I'm in. So what I'm going to do on this podcast is I'm going to kind of walk you through what I've done because I got to fortunate enough to be the Detroit Lions general manager in this league. And uh, everybody knows the worst thing is the guy in the office who wants to tell you all about his fantasy league. That's all he wants to talk his league. I did this. I did that. Right. So what I tried to do on this show is like, yeah, I'm going to tell you a lot about what I did with this team. But again, most of you that are listening are probably Detroit Lions fans or fantasy football fans. So you're going to hear about the creation sort of of this league, uh, quote unquote, general manager of his favorite team sitting down and saying, okay, now that I got the reins, now that I got the chair, like, what do I do? Can I really make some trades to make my team better? As we always do sitting there and our lazy boy saying, man, I would have made that trade. Oh, I'd have picked up that guy. I would have drafted that guy. Well, fortunate enough in this league, I've been able to do that. And uh, I'm going to kind of just walk you through. And I tried to make it as simple as I could. You know, I'm going to um, highlight some of the major moves I did, tell you about our draft, our rookie draft this year, which is really, um, you know, a good time and really fun to kind of see, okay, you're really on the clock. Who would you select? And then also take you through kind of leading up to what we're in the middle of right now, which is we're actually in the middle or towards the end of our 2019 free agency where like anybody that wasn't picked up last year, wasn't on an NFL team or wasn't picked in the rookie draft, you know, we're all kind of vying for those guys that we feel are fits who are really deep players um, with the salary cap space we have left and all types of stuff like that. So hopefully that gives you guys a little roundabout overhead view of what we're going to try to do today, what I'm going to try to do. Again, this isn't going to be an every week. Chuck will be back next week. we got a very cool show for you talking about breakouts, talking about um, how you win. How the heck do you win your fantasy? That's what we want to do. We want to have fun. We want to enjoy football, but we want to win that dang thing at the end of the day. We're going to tell you about how to do that and who the breakout stars of 2019 are. So definitely check that out. Again, just another quick plug is that uh, me doing Lions Wire stuff, I'm going to be doing fantasy football articles for Lions Wire. So you can find them uh, online. Just uh, type Lions Wire in your Google machine and uh, fire that up. 
and uh, I did an article on TJ Hawkinson, what I'm thinking for his projections, uh, where you might target him in drafts. And I think I had a little bit different take than most people about what this guy might do as a tight end, where he might end up, all that type of stuff. So everybody check that out. Um, going to be fun. So let's, let's kick it off like this. Let me take you back. So in 2018, we started this league again, 32 teams all built out based on the 2018 rosters of that team. So for the Detroit lions, everybody they had basically leading up, I think we did this kind of right before camps and stuff got going. So everybody they had on the roster at that point went on this team. They got as close to the contract as we could years, money, all that type of stuff as we could find on spot track and, and any other websites we needed to go to. And uh, we also didn't do the rookie draft last year. So we kind of built in those rookies, you know, that, that came in 2018. So carry on Johnson fortunate was on my roster and was on a rookie contract. So let me kind of pick you up from there. So in the 2018 kind of preseason, like leading up to the season, we had built the rosters. We had kind of inputted the rookie data now we had our team. Now we had our, you know, closest 53 as we could, uh, you know, show. And uh, this is kind of late, um, not late, early September. So let, let me tell you about a few trades I made. So, of course, right when these rosters got done, I'm always looking to wheel and deal, always looking to make some moves. So right off the get-go, as I like to say, September 2nd, I uh, was able to make a trade with the Bengals. For some reason, the Bengals were willing to part with Joe Mixon, who anybody that knows me in fantasy football knows that's my guy. I've been trying to obtain him since, you know, his end of his rookie year, uh, last year, all that type of stuff. I think the guy's going to be an absolute beast of a running back. I love how he can run, catch, all that type of stuff. But here's the trade I was able to work out. LeGarrette Blunt, who I think was making, you know, in that $2 million-ish range, Ziggy, and a 2019 third rounder for Joe Mixon. Now, again, this, this league's brand new. I couldn't believe the guy was willing to do this. Ziggy had just got that big $19 million franchise type tag. So I was glad to get that off the books. Everybody that listened to the Kool-Aid cast knows that I love me some Ziggy, Ziggy Ansa. I think he's an absolute beast when healthy. He hasn't been healthy enough. And the way my roster kind of set up in this league, I felt like, hey, I could give him up knowing that was going to leave me kind of light at defensive end to get a stud running back like Joe Mixon. So again, saved a little bit of money by getting rid of the LG and the Ziggy contracts, you know, didn't like giving away that third rounder, but Joe Mixon with, I think he has two to three more years left on that deal, making barely over a million bucks was amazing in this type of league. So that got me off the ground right there, feeling good. Couldn't believe it, but was able to pull that off the off the, uh, off the, the start there. So two days later, September 4th, I, I turned to Big Hughes, who I know absolutely loves, 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 loves Golden Tate. So I'm like, Hughes, you know you love Golden Tate. He's in the final year of his deal. This league is really valuable for um, – receivers because you get the amount you have to start but also like you know we tried to make offense and defense equal so it's not like you're just trading for offensive players and you're going to win it's not like you can pass up on defensive guys in the rookie draft because they're 
score about just as many points and are just about as valuable. But I knew Hughes loved Golden Tate. So I reached out, hey, are you interested in Golden? He ends up saying, yeah. So we end up working out this trade right here. Golden Tate, Hakeem Valles, and let me say this with some respect, as I say in the Kool-Aid cast, Sean. I traded Sean. I'm sorry. Don't fight me. Don't get mad at me, Sean. I had to do it. Um, Hughes loves uh, Sean as well. So Sean Robinson, Hakeem Valles, and Golden Tate. Four, now get this. Get this package of young guys on really low contracts I'm able to get coming back. I'm able to obtain Quincy Anunua, Chris Herndon, Nathan Shepard, defensive tackle, defensive end type guy, and Nickerson, the corner that PFF absolutely loved. So I'm able to get a four for three trade. I'm able to get a receiver who I really liked, a tight end that I thought had upside, a big defensive tackle who people said had upside, but he's definitely a gamble, and Perry uh uh, Nickerson at corner, just a kind of a small school guy, but had really good ratings and thought he had some upside making no money as well on a rookie contract, which in this league is really valuable, just like the NFL. So felt good about that, man. Felt like I was adding depth. Again, it was a four for three, but really to me, it was golden and Ashon for those four guys. And I rolled the dice on a couple of them. So felt good about that. Again, kind of adding to my depth while also adding a stud like Joe Mixon. I'm feeling good. One day later, now here's the one, Lions fans. Here's the one you're going to love. Listen up close. On 9-5, one day after I make the trade with the Jets, I'm able to make a deal with the Chicago Bears. Right around the time this was being talked about on all types of sports radio, I'm able to give up Marvin Jones. So now I've dealt Golden and Marvin and Ziggy already in my first few weeks or month as general manager and a 2019 first rounder for Khalil Mack, the defensive end for Chicago, an absolute beast. I mean, his contract had just been signed. So when, before we did the finalization of these new rosters, so he's at the 22 plus million dollar mark, but he's locked up for five, some years. I mean, to me, it was a Ziggy for Khalil Mack swap, $19 million for Ziggy, got rid of that, added uh, Khalil at 22. Yeah, I gave away a great skill player, Marvin Jones, and yeah, I gave away a first rounder, which is, you know, very valuable too. But hey, I was getting a defensive centerpiece that I thought was a can't-miss guy, so I was able to do that off, off the bat as well. So let me... Let me skip down. So this is right in the beginning of September. We're obviously heading up right to the season here. We were able to sneak in kind of a, a free agency auction, which was only the guys that were left. So if you can imagine, like all 53 NFL or 32 NFL rosters are filled up with their best 53 type players contracts. We did a free agency of like who else was out there at that point. I think this is late August, early September. You know, I can't remember if it was before I made these trades or after, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, so not to bore you with all those details, but there really wasn't a bunch of people out there. You know, there were really depth receivers and, and some other players, some fringe guys, stuff like that. So in that 2018 auction, again, a lot people didn't have very much money. Again, you know, the Lions didn't have much cap space last year. 
but I was able to bring in a two guys I want to mention. And then I ended up taking some flyers on some bums who didn't work out. But the two guys that I took the flyers on that you would recognize is I was able to give Des Bryant a three-year deal, which I was longer than I wanted, but he was available. He was the best receiver. I thought, man, if he can catch on with the team, you know, I can plug him in where Marvin or Golden was, and maybe he can do some things. Maybe he's got a couple years left. Obviously, that didn't work out. He blew out his Achilles basically the first practice. So I've been eating his contract, and I still have him on my roster just sort of sitting there, hoping that Des can come back at some point and do some things. But I'm not too happy. But I think I got him at around three, three, $4 million, which is a lot on this league. But, again, really hoping Des has maybe another year or two left if he can recover from that injury. And then I got, I don't know if I'll say this name right, Onkorunko, um, he was a guy I really liked, I believe, out of Oklahoma in that draft. He wasn't drafted and uh, was able to – well, he was drafted, went out to L.A. with the Rams, but he wasn't um, – I think somebody had either let him go or – I can't remember what happened with him. I know he dropped crazy in the draft. Maybe he wasn't picked up, um, but he was available in this auction. I was able to add him at really cheap. Again, he didn't play at all last year, I don't believe, maybe a little bit right towards the end of the year. But this guy was really good in college, and I think that uh, there's some upside there as well. So so there's my 2018 preseason where I made some big trades. Um, there's my auction. And now I want to tell you about two deals that I made. Actually, one big deal that I made in season that was another big swing by me. So on September 26th, so what's that? Probably a month or so into the season. Don't know why I was ready to trade this guy because, I mean, he's a complete baller on the field. But in this league, I felt like I could I could not only get away with not having the best um, people at this position, but I felt this the value of this trade was worth it. So I traded a 2024th and Darius Slay. Big play slay. So Derek Oakry as the GM at Derek Oakry on Twitter, uh, GM of the Detroit Lions in his first month or so has traded Ziggy, LG, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, and big play slay. So I traded slay in a 2024th. What did I get in return? Lots of guys that I thought had upside and I thought were worth it contract wise. Derek Rivers on like a nothing contract. I think he's got, he had two or three years left at the time at barely, you know, over a million bucks. thought this guy had a lot of pass rushing upside. I did find out in the year that he was barely ever active for the Patriots, but here in 2019, I'm hearing some good things. I'm really hoping for a boom from this guy. I got Cordell Patterson, who's always been kind of a fringe receiver, a lot of talent, but never really does much, just kind of a gimmick player. But I thought I'd be able to at least slide him in my lineup or get some points from him when skill players were hard to come by. And then I took a swing on Adrian Claiborne. This guy had come off a great year with Tampa Bay. And, uh, man, did he just suck. You know, I I think he maybe had two sacks last year, just really not impactful with the Patriots for whatever reason. So those were the three guys I came with, gave away Slay. But, again, Slay had that big contract too. So I was kind of shaving money again, trying to make some things. I think there were some other details, maybe flipping some picks. I can't – I this – league a little bit a little bit hard to track down all of this data to a t but uh, man i'm trading away the biggest stars on the detroit lions getting some big stars back joe mixon cleo mack 
you know, hopefully a guy like Derek Rivers that pans out. And the craziest thing about this league is that your team is pretty much almost as good as your real life team. So we, we set up the schedule. So like the Lions literally went up against the Jets the first game in this league, just like they did in real life. And we all know how that went. <laughs> the uh, Lions got absolutely pasted and waxed by the Jets. And that's going to kill you in this league. So reality sports online, like I said, we we created the scoring to where your team goes out and has a bad Sunday. You're pretty much going to have a bad week in this league, you know, in regards to point scoring points and your defense and all types of things. So, again, we're starting 11 on that offensive side of the ball, 11 on defense. You got your kicker, all that type of stuff. So, uh, needless to say, with all those moves and things I did, my first season as GM of the Detroit Lions – pretty much like the actual Lions, didn't go so well. I ended up 5-7, and seven, kind of at the bottom of the NFC North, um, which is crazy because I feel like a lot of those moves really worked out well and were setting me up, which making my salary cap better, giving me young guys to go into the future with. But, man, the way Stafford played and the way, um, you know, carry-on's injury, it just did not work out the way I had hoped, so... Um, that, that was my 2018. Um, now hang in there with me. I hope this has been uh, interesting. I know it's hard to sort of see it when you guys aren't in the league, but, uh, all the other owners, you know, the owners of the jets, big Hughes and these other guys that we have no idea who they are, but they've been really lashing onto their team man. they've been learning the league. So now trades are not only harder to come by, but people are understanding, you know, all the ins and outs of this league. As we kind of end that 2018 season, you know, see who's doing well, who's doing not, and uh, heading into 2019. So what I want to do is, is take another quick pause for our great sponsors, get them in here. And then when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about that 20, um, basically be that 2019 offseason where I'm, you know, coming off that terrible season at five and seven. This year we do have a rookie draft, so... I'm uh, looking to wheel and deal and maybe see what I can do trades and pick wise. I'm looking to see what other bad contracts I can move, what other young guys I can maybe obtain. I really think I did some nice things here early in 2019. So when we come back from the break, I'm going to just talk to you about my pre-draft trades, which there's one you don't want to miss that I was able to pull off. So I'm going to tell you about that. And I'm also going to walk you through just in general, <coughs> excuse me, in general terms, what I did in the rookie draft, which again, to me is the most fun. You're sitting there with literally five rounds of rookie picks. I'm just going to talk to you quickly about the picks I made, some trades I made in that draft, um, how real it is, how fun it is, things like that. If I haven't talked you into it enough, you guys got to go to realitysportsonline.com. You got to check it out. You got to like look into this and say, man, me and my buddies, me and my people at work, me and my friends, me and my family, we got to start a league at Reality Sports Online and see what this is all about. I'm telling you, you're never going to go back. You're going to have a ton of fun and you can make it very simple. Like I say, some of these leagues, you know, I'll tell you about and have told you about and I'm telling you about today are a little bit more in depth, obviously. But, you know, there's a there's an 18 league. I've done it in that um, RSO that uh, eight teams you know, 25, 30 roster spots, uh, just some buddies and friends and people I know in that league. And we have a blast with it. You know, it just changes the the structure of money a little bit, you know, for your, your players and stuff you're obtaining, but still super fun. So anyway, with all that being said, hanging through the break, 
get this other sponsor. And when we come back, you're going to want to hear what my draft was. I think I killed it. You're going to want to hear about the huge trade that I made for the Detroit Lions. And then uh, we'll finish it up just with a little bit of extra stuff after that. And then uh, we'll get up out of here. So everybody take a quick pause. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, we are back in the house. Oakry here talking some reality sports online on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, the fantasy football flavor show. Um, a totally different show than we normally do, a solo show, but hope you guys are loving this. I'm sitting in the GM seat for our Detroit Lions and uh, making moves, building a roster, all that type of stuff. So let's go ahead and talk about the pre-draft mega deal that I made for the Detroit Lions. So let me make sure I get this right here. Again, I had to try to chase down all these details. It's hard to sort of find all of it, but this is the trade that ended up happening. I think there were some other moves where I was able to obtain some draft picks, things like that. But I reached out to the New York Giants. This is before... Well, let me tell you about the trade first. (laughs) I gave away a first-round draft pick plus a 2021 second, plus Brandon Powell to the New York Giants. And in return, I was able to get this guy. I don't know. They call him Odell Beckham Jr. This is one of my favorite players in the NFL. I've got him in almost all my leagues. And I can't remember if it was right before he was dealt to Cleveland or right after. I can't totally remember. I think it was before. But anyway, I didn't care if he was on the Giants or the Browns or whatever. Like, if I can get Odell, I'm going to try to get Odell, especially for that price. So, again, giving up two high draft picks, and for some reason this guy wanted Brandon Powell. I mean, okay, like, hope he does good for our Lions, but sure, I'll throw him in, no problem. Was able to obtain Odell, and Odell had already signed his big deal, so I got him locked up for the next, I think it was three or four years at around 17 mil, which in this league is, is very doable, just like it is in the NFL. So I, uh, I loved what I added there in Odell. I had a couple teams reach out to me. I think it was after that on 412, I made a deal with the Packers. They wanted to kind of move up in the draft. This is obviously before we start our draft, but they wanted to get higher end picks. So I ended up giving up my third rounder and picked up two fourth rounders. I was able to make a trade with the, um, I think it was the Steelers. The Steelers had Ronald Darby. They had obtained him in another trade. I was able to get Ronald Darby at cornerback. He's coming off ACL. But I was able to get him, like, I think he's locked up for four more years at around 10-ish million. I didn't really, I, I had a big hole because of the Slay trade that I made. I felt like Darby had some upside. Even though I didn't love the contract number, I was able to do that. And all I had to give up was Adrian Claiborne. I think they wanted to shed salary and were just thinking Claiborne might bounce back. But I was like, yeah, okay. For the Even though I don't like the money, I'll do that. So I think those are my three kind of, kind of somewhat major moves. Bringing in Odell, 
trading a third rounder in that upcoming draft for two fourths and then picking up Ronald Darby on kind of a big contract, but didn't have to give up barely anything to get him. And I made a few other trades where I was kind of like dealing back, you know, like to deal back in the draft, but this is our first rookie draft. This is the first time we've been able to sort of obtain rookies, you know, sit there in the draft room and uh, see everybody's picks. RSO is incredible. They made a tremendous, tremendous kind of improvement this year where they made like a live rookie draft room where you could actually trade in the draft room itself. So like there's a button. If you see somebody's on the clock and you want to offer them a trade, you hit the button. It takes you right to the trade page. You can say, I'll give you this player plus my upcoming pick for this. And uh, they also made it a slow draft. So eight hour, I think we did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did eight hours or a pick. You can do up to 24 hours. So, you know, it's the best thing about RSO. Like, you know, people, they made it so, yeah, it's a little bit different. And yeah, it's, you know, this type of league is involved. But hey, if you can give me eight hours to make a pick, I mean, I can work that around my work schedule, kids, family, whatever the situation is, right? So we just had a tremendous rookie draft, uh, really fun to watch who everybody was selecting, things like that. So so let me go ahead and I'll walk you through my picks here quickly. Um, you know, I didn't have first rounder and made some trades, obviously obtained some players, gave away some picks, things like that. So I'm sitting at pick 29 in the second round, 229. And as I'm sitting there, you know, I'm seeing all the players go off the board, you know, all the offensive guys you'd love to have. In this league, I think the defensive guys start coming off, you know, um, like I say, maybe not just like the NFL draft, but kind of in that mid first round is when you started to see like all the big defensive stars start to go along with other offensive guys, just depended what teams needed or what their strategy was for this type of league. So again, I'm sitting there at 229 as I'm watching the draft board go like the, there's only one player that I see that I really think is not only impactful, but I love his character. I love his talent. Just surprised he's still sitting there so like at this guy is continuing to sit there and I'm like all right he's sat there long enough like I'm gonna try to go up and get this guy so I'm trying to make trades with other teams like I'm not having any luck but at 222 I'm able to work out a deal with the Minnesota Vikings where I gave them my 229 so I bumped up seven spots and I gave them a late fourth rounder so 426 and I'm able to pick up Christian Wilkins of Clemson like I've said in real life that, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't want to overpay for a defensive tackle, this, that, and the other, but not overpaying. Like in this league, a defensive tackle is very manageable money-wise because he's on a legit rookie contract. Again, he was the by far, in my opinion, the best defensive player left, pedigree, all that type of stuff. I was so happy to move up seven picks and get this guy. He has tremendous character. I think, man, this is a building block for my defense for years to come. You know, in this league, RSO makes it so awesome, too. You get literally when you draft the guy, you get him in this league for four years. You can also make rookie contracts three years, and they make it. They do all the, you know, what each year's amounts. You know, they figure they figured all that out based on an algorithm. So I basically got Christian Wilkins for four years that I think, you know, I want to say just over a million bucks, maybe a million and a half for those a year for the next four years. I mean, that's crazy value. I absolutely love that. So I was really happy to get him. So again, basically Odell with my first rounder and uh, Christian Wilkins here in the second round gave up one of my extra force that I had picked up on one of my trade backs. 
Then all of a sudden, my third-round pick is about to come around, and the Miami Dolphins start talking to me about trades. They're, they're throwing out Mike Gusecki and this, that, and the other. And I had interest in Gusecki, but we couldn't work anything out. You know, the Lions, you know, everybody that's a Lions fan, no, we got no tight ends. So I was interested in that, but uh, couldn't work anything out. So all of a sudden, he's like, he's willing to trade Minka. Minka Fitzpatrick is on the table. I'm like, sign me up, man. Uh, this guy, I, he's either listed as safety, DB, corner. It didn't matter to me. It was like, I can fit him in this defense, no doubt, especially trade Slay and, you know, some of the other moves I had made, even though uh, I had Ronald Darby. He's coming off an injury. I'm like, I'd love to add a corner, safety, first tile piece. So I was able to give up my third and a fifth rounder, a late fifth rounder. And get Minka Fitzpatrick, who's only been in the league, I think, two years now. So he's still got two, three years on his rookie, con- his real life rookie contract, which again, we replicated in this league. So, bam, Minka Fitzpatrick is on the Detroit Lions. Uh, man, just loving how I'm constructing this team for the long term. Of course, 2018 sucked, didn't work out. But um, so far, I've added Odell, Minka, Ronald Darby, and Christian Wilkins. Gotta love that. So after I made that deal, I had some time to wait. You know, didn't pick again until kind of the mid-fourth round. So in the fourth round, at pick 4-11, so 11th in the fourth round, I'm sitting there. And I was fortunate this guy was on the board, too. I mean, I loved him in college. I thought he went to a great situation. At 4-11, I was able to take Jalen Ferguson, defensive end, rusher. You know, they might list him as a linebacker. Went to the Baltimore Ravens. Absolutely love adding him to my team as kind of a rush player play on my defense, things like that. I had the next pick as well, 412, based on trades and things. So I was able to get Julian Love, a cornerback who I liked. You know, he has some issues here and there and went to the Giants, but I thought he had a chance to start from day one. He can play inside, outside. thought he was a good add, so I added um, Julian Love. Waited a full round, didn't pick again until 512, so 12th in the fifth round. Was really happy this guy was on the board because I love him. He's from Michigan, um, another corner that I thought was just uh, absolutely tremendous. So I was able to pick up David Long, cornerback of Michigan. Again, really adding corners here, but trying to take the best guy on the board and, and feeling like, you know, hey, um, you know, I'm not going to pass up on talent. So I, I liked him there. At the 18th pick in the fifth round, I was able to take Charles Amenehue kind of a defensive tackle, defensive end, rush, defensive lineman type of guy. Love this guy at Texas. Again, he fell a little bit in the NFL draft. There's some questions about him, but I like his motor. I like his ability. Was glad to get him at 519. The 19th pick in the fifth round, I was able to take a guy that many of you know from the Kool-Aid cast. His name is A-O-O, baby. Oh, baby. That's right. A-O, Armani Onwarie for our Detroit Lions. Was glad to get him. Probably some other guys I could have taken. Again, you know, I'd already got a couple corners, but I'm happy to add A-O, man. Love that guy. And getting him late, I thought, again, was good value. And then at the 25th pick, right up against the end of our draft, only a couple um, more picks, you know, 532 is where we ended. So 525, I was able to get this guy who, he's a dark horse. I'm surprised this guy didn't get drafted. He went to as an undrafted free agent to the Saints. Give me 
Ozigbo um, out of uh, Nebraska. I mean, this kid's a beast. I want to say he's 220, 30 pounds. He's uh, got decent height. This guy's a banger. I think he can be a really impactful piece if there's an injury in um, with New Orleans or whatever it may be. But, hey, I thought at that point I'm adding a running back, which, again, is very valuable. I'm adding a guy that, you know, hey, Latavius Murray is a guy that I'm not a big fan of at all. So I'm thinking Ozigbo can come in here and do some things for me um, or at least be a good roll of the dice because that's really all you're doing at that point in the draft. And, again, you're getting him long-term. You're trying to hang on to him and see what he can do. He's making no money at that point. I think he's making, you know, 400 k something like that uh, on the RSO system. So, oh, man, that's a lot, of, a lot on the solo show that I'm doing. But hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I took you from the inception of this league to my preseason moves last year, to a couple in-season moves, to my terrible record because the Lions did not have a good season last year. And again, some of my moves were more so for the future. Look out in 2019 when I got Joe Mixon, Odell, Carry On, Matt Stafford on a bounce back, Cleo Mack on my defense, Christian Wilkins, the rest of the players on the Lions defense, the, a good rookie class, I believe, that's going to help me. I'm pumped up. So I'm going to go ahead and shut this show down, but uh, I'm going to come back to you. We'll see. Um, probably at some point I'm going to come back to you because I want to give you my actual roster, some of the contract amounts so you can feel that out too, and then also kind of give you a summary of my free agency 2019. This was the first year we were able to have a pretty legit free agency where we're bidding on players with multi-year contracts, all that type of stuff to sort of add what we already have. So I basically have the Lions team plus the changes I've made. And now here we are in free agency where anybody that isn't claimed or has been dropped or is a NFL legit free agent was available in our free agency. And we're bidding for those guys, you know, trying to get the best guys, trying to get young guys, trying to get guys that have upside, all that type of stuff. So it sounds like a lot. It's super fun. Everybody that's in the league loves it doesn't take as much work. A lot of these trades and things are made on a couple of messages back and forth. Um, the free agency we do, you know, uh, once a week, just for a, an hour or two, people get players, you know, tra trade after that, you know, pick it up the next week, all that type of stuff. And pretty soon we'll be done with that free agency. We'll have our rosters and then it's just little moves here or there because there's not m many other people out there. You basically have your Detroit lions or your New York jets or your Cleveland Browns, whatever it is. And uh, then you're ready to see how that team does on the field. Again, real real schedules. My Lions will be going head up against the Cardinals first game of the year. So that'll be super fun to watch and kind of see how we do in the uh, 2019 football season. So everybody, I'm going to shut it down. This was a fun episode of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, the fantasy football flavor show to talk about. I mentioned them off the top. So thankful for their sponsorship. Try to promote them throughout. Please go to Reality Sports Online. RSO, as I like to call it, check out RSO, go to their website, sign up for a league, use that promo code. You won't regret it. I guarantee it. So everybody, I'm going to get out of here. We'll be back Wednesday and Friday for the Detroit Kool-Aid cast with Grifka. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for the support. I can't say enough. It's incredible. Everybody, I'm going to get up out of here. Take care. I'm out.
get in, man. 